Get ready to innovate and organize your workspace with Metro. As the industry leader in storage and distribution systems, Metro is here to transform and organize your kitchen. With their premium solutions, you'll experience the Metro difference. Metro's sturdy and versatile shelving units, workstations, holding cabinets, and utility carts are designed to streamline operations and maximize your productivity. Don't settle for imitators. Metro products last longer and offer unparalleled quality and durability. Plus, the many customization options ensure that your space is tailored to your unique needs. Hey, we use them here at Walk & Talk. Say goodbye to chaos and hello to order with Metro Shelving. Visit their website or contact them today to start designing your perfect space. Metro Shelving, your partner in organization and efficiency. Starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello, food fam. This is the Walk and Talk podcast. I'm your host, Carl Fiadini. Today, we're podcasting on site at Cahaba Club Farm in Keystone, Florida. That's right, Keystone, Florida. I'm fascinated with farm life. Today, we get into a typical day's workload right here from the top. Uh, listen, uh, produce pro tip fresh is better. Okay, let's dig in. But first, our sponsor today, attention chefs and purchasing personnel in hotels, restaurants, and country clubs. Pizeki's Produce and Specialty Foods is your one-stop destination for quality, service, and a growing selection of specialty food products. I'm going to say service twice because you get taken care of, period. Get with Brian and company. You will not be disappointed. Contact them on their website, farmfreshfl.com. Let's welcome... Walk and talk, culinary contributor, chef Jeffrey Schlichel to the panel. How you doing, my man? I am absolutely fantastic. Hell yeah, I love it. Jeff, who works harder, chefs or farmers? Uh, hands down, farmers definitely do because they have to. They have the love and the passion for the land. They've got so many different things, and being inv- actively involved with a lot of these farmers, and especially the marvelous Marvin that's over there. You know, you hear these stories that when we go to bed. They're still working. When we're sleeping, they're up and working. Uh, so hands down, I have to say. I mean, that could be said for chefs. True, but not like these guys. Right? Well, definitely. Let's, let's, let's get the farmer's perspective uh, in on this, and let's, uh, let's welcome to the panel uh, Marvin Wilhite, owner of Cahaba Club Microgreen Farms here in Keystone, Florida. Marvin, are you there? Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. So you heard the question, who works harder? Is it chefs or is it the farmer? Chefs. <laughs> all right. You made it like too, it was too easy. It's so, sauce and gravy all man, over again. I don't know, man. No, they, no listen, man, it, it's, it's Thanksgiving. My chefs are working. They're working 18 hour days. It, it's Sunday afternoon. You know, we're planting a few flowers. They're in there grinding out 250 covered plates. Um, they're in a hot, hot kitchen. So, and I've been calling on them for 25 years. That's how long I've been calling on my chefs. I don't know, Marvin. Listen, I've, I've been here at the farm with you uh, into the evening time. And I'm talking about like, you know, 7 o'clock or so, 8 o'clock, and a pipe breaks somewhere. And he's like, oh, man, I, I got to go fix the pipes. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? It's like time to go to bed. It's like already bedtime. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as I'm concerned, far, the farmer's life is the rougher life. But um, I'm going to I'm going to just uh, I'm going to I'm going to. 
let the two of you both win this argument. Okay, that's fine. Okay, good, Marvin. I like it when when it's a win win. It's a win win. So let's let's talk about you, Marv. Um, so obviously your farm is gorgeous. Uh, you know we're here on your uh, in your lanai. Uh, your like ten thousand square foot lanai over here. Uh, it's it's beautiful. We love it. <laughs> And uh, we are podcasting literally on the farm from the farm, and this is terrific. And so we're on the other side of the farm. Yeah, right and now. you're 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 over by. Uh, what did you build over there, man? We I see you. You're like I don't know, a few hundred yards away. What do you what do you got going on over there? Well, we we built a new office, and we built uh, some cabins for agritourism. So when our distributor people come down, they can have a place to stay, or friends and family, or. You know, who, whoever would like to stay here, they have to check it out and see if they like it. Excellent. Um, is that something that you're – is this going to be like a, a bed and breakfast sort of a situation too or? Well, no, it's, it's, it's not going to be a bed and breakfast, but I do have a lot of things going on in my mind in that arena. Okay. Right, because not not you, this project. This project's done. You're, you're – um, the quality – what you did over there is pretty pretty fantastic. The amenities that he did in all those rooms are absolutely stunning. Yeah, if if I were a distributor uh, and I was staying here, uh, and because Mar- I was courting Marvin or Marvin was courting me or Whoever, whatever, yeah, yeah, uh, I would say that um, you know you're going to be knocked off your uh, socks. Socks, I mean, totally. Yeah. So, um, we're, uh, excuse me, Mister John, uh, Mister Producer, there. Um, what uh, what are we looking at? Do we have a live feed? What, what, are we, uh, what are we checking out over there? Right now we're looking at uh, Marvin's Airbnb. Excellent. Okay. All right, so Marvin, you want to do a quick tour real fast before we jump into uh, the topic for today? Well, well, sure. They, these are just little 500-square-foot cabins. There's two queen beds. There's a, a kitchen with a big air fryer. Um, you got your curry coffee machine. Uh, you can you can fit two cases of beer in the refrigerator, which is important for a lot of my friends. And the showers, you can't see them now, but they're beautiful. The, I mean, it's all marble, and it's it, they're high quality materials. The beds are, the mattresses are amazing. Six hundred thread count sheets. So we just want to make sure everybody slept comfortably. There's a nice, beautiful waterfall and a koi pond out the back porch, and then the front porch is all edible flowers. And it was a Kind of fun to build. I'm I'm thinking that uh, you're probably going to sell a, a bucket load of a uh, boatload of microgreens just by nature of what you did there. Uh, it's a it's a terrific um, application to what you've to what you've built here on this farm. So well, why well, don't I, I appreciate that? Absolutely. Um, well, let's let's do this. Why don't you guys uh, Why don't you guys walk on uh, walk on back up here and um, okay. and let's get into this. Uh, let's get into today's topic. Uh, with that said, Jeff, um, didn't you do some work on a farm? Didn't you? Meaning, uh, you've you've spent time on oh yeah, several different farms. And what did you? And for a chef's perspective, you would do that because you want to it's learn, learn, right? Yeah, education. And what did you do? What did you jump into? Anything and everything that I, I could do. Uh, you know, in fact, I'd love to go down to Nicole Cruz's place in Benita Springs sure. and start doing some butchering and helping out down there. Uh, there's just their schedules are not missing. You know, they're missing right now. It's well, we're getting into season two. Mm-hmm. That's right? another big thing. I will tell you this, that what he's doing with that ag Airbnb, that is the hottest trend right now for people. Um, especially after COVID they want to see where their food comes. Cause it's always that story. That's one of the things that you, how we sell when we go to sell, think about the story when we're talking to people about what they're doing 
And then here you are, Marvin, Marvis Marvin does this beautiful two queens. And I've, I've been in there. You've been in it. It's stunning. And to be at this farm and see how they grow microgreens and how they process it and go through the whole thing and how he goes and gets the, his special ingredients to do things. It's just amazing for me. It's just, I'm geeked out. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm and that guy. Byron's probably going to be geeked out too. Yeah. So. Byron is also going to be geeked out as well. Um, we have, uh, my boy, um, former uh, executive chef, uh, Byron, who um, is now a mushroom grower. He's in our green room. Uh, no pun intended. We're on the farm. But uh, he's in the green room right now. He's, uh, he's on deck. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I, I know Marvin intimately well. And, um, and, the, and the guy's, the guy's uh, a, he's a serious player. And he'll actually, he used to put product on planes when I was down in Miami literally put it in a plane for same day. Like he would go to the airport and make it happen. And that's the truth. Like it was, you know, insane. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just that kind of guy. Oh, look who's here. He's here. What's up, baby? <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen. All right. Yeah, you can shut that phone off. Yeah, you can shut the, right. Shut it down. All right. So, all right, Marvin. What time did you get up today? You really want to know? Yes. I was up at 2.30. <laughs> Be, uh, at least he beat me, right? I mean, well, you woke up late. Um, he slept in. Yeah, well, I did. I slept. I used to get up at three thirty for whatever the crazy reason is. Second, technical difficulties here. Yeah, get a little closer, would you, there, Mark? Yes, sir. Awesome, thank you. All right, so um, what do you? What were you uh, ready to do today over there? I, I get my to do list started about two thirty in the morning. The the things that are weighing on your mind they wake you up, and when when you wake up and you have a good dream, you need to write your write your write your things down and, and make sure you have your list and um, complete your list every day, and and you'll get somewhere. What's a typical day look like on a farm? Well, it you starts, get up at two thirty. You get up at two thirty before the chickens, right? I mean, yeah, but heck, I fall asleep at eight p.m. because I'm so tired. You I know? wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because I'll get texts from this guy like 10 o'clock. Well, that's, you, yeah. you know, you get those flashes of things in your brain and you just, you, you have to get them off your mind before you can get back to sleep. So that's what I do. Right. All right. So you, uh, you're, you're up at 2.30. You're doing your thing. I mean, it's laborious, man. Oh, or laborious. I guess it depends on where you're yeah. I, got, I got such a good... I, at this point in time, I have so many good people out there working. Uh, First Light is the most beautiful part of the day. I've got two people here at First Light every morning ready to get started. And we have a cup of coffee, and we look at the tables that we have to replant that morning. And that's how we start every day. What's the typical turnaround time for, uh, I don't know, pick a microgreen? Oh, you know the micro shortest basil. term? Micro basil is about 21 days. So you plant today, 21 days later, you're getting a harvest. Yeah, you're getting a harvest. So if you plant every day for 21 days, your circle of life is complete. And if I remember correctly, your your packaging is a little is special, right? Well, I mean, it's well, we work it's like air, airtight times uh, to the sixth power or something, right? Well, they want us to be tamper-proof, and you know, we need to make sure that we don't have moisture condensation and things like that. I'm going to do... A special video on how to properly seal one of your containers, because you know you you've actually you know uh, when when I've had sales teams here and we've done walkthroughs in the past and all that stuff, 
You're like, all right, guys, look, this is how you do it. Click, click, push, pull, click, pull, and, you know, A, B, B, A, B, B, A. It's like Nintendo. I don't know what's, you know. I got some good news for you, Carl. What? We've got a new tamper-proof um, container that we're going to put in production next week, and it's simple for everyone to use. It's not near as complicated as the one we had, and we're saving a little bit on every case. No kidding. Yeah, and okay. that's unusual in this market. Uh, especially today. Things are, uh, are things getting better? Oh, no. No? no, 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 no. What were you talking about? PVC pipes? I heard there was overhearing off it, camera. It's still up two hundred percent. It's still up over two hundred percent. But what, across the board or specific on specific things? Well, just to be honest, uh, I could pull an invoice for you right now. But PVC, uh, you know, you get a, a eleven cents coupling, and now it's forty seven cents. Just, just, just. And, what, and what about your? Uh, what about your? Um, I mean, you, obviously you need uh, stuff that was coming over from uh, Ukraine and everything, right? Is that still? Well, that didn't hurt us. Um, what hurt us the most was the lack of water in the Northwest is what hurt us the most. The, um, and that's for seed production because, you know, if you're a microgreen goer, you're, you're going through a lot of seeds. So you have to really forecast and you really have to buy a lot of seed in advance before you need it. So you've got to be on top of your game so you're not short in your customers. And what's the water sh- – and, and that's not going to get rectified anytime soon either. That's well, an ongoing issue. No, we get two crops, maybe three, of seeds every year. So you have to have a relationship with the producers when you take down as much seed as we do. So we buy seed very far in advance, and we had to build a special building to store all that seed. And that's happened, you know, post-COVID. Are you distributing just inside Florida, or you're not outside of Florida? No, we're – we, we have a nice heavy presence in the southeastern portion of the United States. We still send a little bit up to Chicago and New York, but everything from Birmingham over to Mobile and then east over to Hilton Head and down to the Ritz-Carlton and the Cayman Islands. That's kind of like... So you would drop ship? We or drop ship to... if the distributor wants us to. Okay. Yeah, we drop ship. Chef, as long uh, as they're paying for it. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's that doesn't sound bad for you, right? No, as long as the chef's willing to pay for it. I mean, it, and let me tell you, like we, you gave me product to, during the uh, uh, competition that we went to Savor St. Pete. Bar none, probably the best microgreens I've ever had, and the wasabi, the arugula, because the, the wasabi is fierce. Oh, it's just amazing. It's life changing. Yeah, it's really life changing. I mean, if you're into this kind of thing. Well, if they're listening to this, they better be. It's just like chefs. You got to have good fundamentals. I don't care if you're playing golf. I don't care if you're what you're doing. You got to have good fundamentals. Yeah, but your process of what you do here at the farm, especially with that special thing that you you kind of recycle now, right? That's fantastic. It kept us, man. That's what kept me alive because, and that's another thing. Perlite, you know, a truckload used to cost me about thirty five hundred dollars. It's over $7,000 a truckload now. That's double. Um, and we had two manufacturers go out in COVID, during COVID. We had two Perlite manufacturers go out of business. So, you know, necessity is the, uh, is the brainchild of invention. Or you're going to let your farm go out of business because you don't have grow medium, or are you going to look at other options? And so we learned how to recycle. We had a mountain of perlite, and we've gone through two-thirds of it, and now we're working on explain, uh, expanded clay pellets for a grow medium because we're going to be going through that, and perlite's not an option because it's too expensive. So we're, we have to stay creative every day. That's why their job is much harder than us. Oh, I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. 
I, I, you know, we, yeah, we work in hot, hot temperatures and we work with staff and all that and we work with fire, but they're working with Mother Nature. They're working with so many other different non-variables they have no control over. I mean, Mother Nature is really the kicker. Oh. <clears throat> she kicked our butt the week of Thanksgiving. Mother Nature did. Yeah, he was telling me off camera what happened. He lost a lot of money during that period. Yep. Yeah. And That's it was just from fog. <clears throat> just from fog. Every oh, day. from the fog? Yeah. Every day. Because everything oh, yeah. was, it was so. Fo- it was. It was super foggy. Super, super foggy. But how does that, how does, oh, because it's still moist, right? Yeah, you bring in wet air through a greenhouse. All the microgreens pick up the moisture. Um, you know, we can't have evaporators in our greenhouses unless we're growing something that's, you know, $1,500 a pound. And, and we're not, it's not legal for us to do that. So True story. So we have to, you know, we, we have to make sure our quality is exceptional and only cut when the time is right. And it's very unusual that we go four days with fog until one o'clock in the afternoon. It's very unusual, but when it happens, you'll never forget about it. Yeah, no, that's like uh, super uh, Tom Jones unusual right there, man. Absolutely. Yeah, and, that, and that's the other thing too that we have to, you know, the farmers have to worry about. You know, I, I thought when I would start interviewing farmers, what their biggest fear was, and I thought their biggest fear was going to be Mother Nature, and it wasn't. It was about losing their land. Oh boy. Yeah, you never want to be subordinate to a landowner. You always want to be in a position of strength. So that's your first responsibility as a farmer is you got to own your land. If you lease someone else's land and you lease it by the season, you know, you're not going to get burned too badly there, but you, you don't want to be subordinate. That's for sure. That was my dad's first rule of business. Right. What um, your, your dad was like a sage of, of just, you know, knowledge, knowledge and, uh, you Bit know, fundamentals and pointers and yeah, exactly. What's your biggest What's his, what was his best ever piece of advice for you? It was kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. That was his first rule for me. Keep no it simple. Kidding. I promise. And this that guy, was it. And he was like a high-level guy. like A builder developer, started banks. I mean, he was, uh, and he was humble. He put shoe on his tennis shoes when they got a hole in them so he didn't have to buy a new pair. Walk and Talk Podcast, now sweetened by Noble Citrus. Bite into a juicy crunch tangerine. 40 years perfected. Seedless and oh so tasty. Or savor a starburst pomelo. The giant citrus with a unique zing. Don't miss autumn honey tangerines. Big and easy to peel. Noble. Generations of citrus expertise. Delivering exceptional flavor year-round. Taste the difference with Noble Citrus. Well, I, I noticed, <laughs> I don't know that I could do that, but I noticed that, uh, many, uh, successful people like, like your dad, right. Um, that's, that's what they do. But he comes from that era of that, you know, the, the great depression and people, when they come out of that, they had a different mindset. They stretched the dollar. That's a funny conversation. That's a funny conversation, right? Because, um, so you, you got, uh, you got us by just a couple of years, Marvin. Not 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 well, so I'm many. Sixty one, right? Sixty one. He got us by a little bit, right? right. Not not too much. Nine. He's got me by nine. Yeah. So, um, when when we were growing up, Gen Xers over right. here, uh, our grandparents were you know from the depression. Sure. So we were forced to eat every last 
you know, green on the dish. And yeah, we were getting liver and yeah, we were getting some, you know, horrible cuts of food. Yeah, we had our at least own a couple garden. of times a week. Yeah, they always. Our grandparents had their own gardens. They they canned everything. They all had basements for that reason. You know what's funny? Uh, up in New York, my uh, my great grandfather, as I understand it, he he grew eels eels in right? bathtubs in the basement because you know it's a eat them high protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in a stuff. bathtub. That's why. I mean, well, it's, I mean, it's, you're talking about a million years yeah. ago, like maybe two million years ago. You know, a couple of millennia. I won't tell you what we mix in bathtubs in college. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know exactly what you were mixing up. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, he's like, yeah, 600 an ounce, baby. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, um, Marvin, what's uh, so what's next on the agenda for us? Um, We've been steadily expanding our edible flowers. uh, And uh, tomorrow we're planting another half acre of edible flowers tomorrow, putting in irrigation today. So. We're just trying to keep up with demand and the challenges. And in the culinary world, um, people are looking for color and flavor profiles, and they're looking to create an experience for their guests. And uh, we want to help them do that. Well, with weather like today, perfect. I mean, this is this is this is Cahaba Club weather. Yeah, three days like this, and we make up for a for a bad week of Thanksgiving. Right. But I was very thankful. I was very thankful. Don't get me wrong. I was very thankful. Yeah, things have been good leading. <clears throat> leading up to uh, to today. You know what I love about farmers? And we, we set off kind of when they were talking, Byron and, and Marvin were talking, they were like, well, whatever help you need. Mm-hmm. They're just the, that type of mindset, you know, whatever you need. It's the same thing just, goes with the chef family. Well, well, before Marvin, before you sat down, I was telling the chef that um, when I was working down in Miami, right, you would send product on, on planes yep. for same day. Right. And, uh, like that's unheard. Like you, you take it to, um, you take it to almost uncomfortable levels of service. It's no, almost like I, I got to like, all right, I guess I have to have another child and give it to him. Uh, you it know what I mean? Like that. It's got to be great for the chef. It's got to be good for the distributor. And if those two th- things don't happen, it's bad for me. So if that chef needs something and uh, you know, we can air freight it and the, the distributor can get it the same day and distribute it that <laughs> same night. Same day. Why not? Let's do it. No. And that's what, that, that, that's what like, uh, that's what story these stories are made of, you know, like the uh what am I what what's the word I'm looking for? Um um people will never forget you. Well, that's, it's pretty, I I hope it's for good reasons. Well, it's, it's, I didn't I didn't say that they were all going to be for good reasons. <laughs> well, it's the passion he has for his product and that he wants that chef to have what he or she needs at that time period. There's a story that I told about Swank about the Marriott when GM came downstairs, he's like, Hey, your product's hot. How long has it been out? I'm like, it just got picked out of the ground. Yeah. So if you got a, a microgreen that was actually just harvested, went on a plane, flew over to Miami and it's going to be there the very next day. No, that, same day. Well, no, I'm saying to same that day, yeah. same day to that distributor, but to the chef the next day, same day, baby. We got to pre-cool it though, before we yeah. ship it. Yeah. It is. How do you do pre-cooled. that? Uh, we have a big walk-in cooler that's, you know, 32, 38% humidity. We dry things out real fast. And, uh, you know, we use ventilation, and we get it done. We get it dry. We don't try. You know, everybody makes mistakes. You just have to, you just have to take responsibility when you do. But we're, we're passionate about, you know, sending out dry product. Wait, here's one. Here's a great question. When the chef receives your microgreens, where right? should they store it in the cooler? Ooh. Well, I'm, one section. Okay. Well, there's only that's a very simple answer. If it's basil, you you, you better store it above 42 degrees, or it's going to be black in 24 hours. 
And, you know, the microgreens are just like your leafy greens that you're keeping at 37, 38 degrees. So every, and it, it works the same way, whether they're microgreens, baby greens, tiny greens, they all need the same temperatures. And uh, we all know we can't store basil below 43, 44 degrees. It turns black. So we, it, just keep it consistent, chefs. Consistent and uh, order what you need, man. Like, don't overorder if you don't have yeah. to. If you do overorder, you better have a dehydrator. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, if You have to be set up for that. It doesn't take much. No, it doesn't. It's actually pretty cool. You know, yeah. I have, um, back in 2011, I had a dehydrator, and I dehydrated a bunch of stuff. It was cool. I did it for a couple of years. And uh, and I still have, I have this um, this batch of random different uh, items you know, produce and fruit and whatever, you know, uh, fruit and veg. And, um, and even a couple of meat items. And, and, I, and it's an ongoing um, experiment that I have. So every year I go in and I, you know, do a little taste test, whatever. And say, it's still good. Mm-hmm. Even some of the meat stuff, which is crazy. Dehydrating concentrates the flavor of what you're trying to get out of it. Yeah. I mean, um, it lasts a long time. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And again, again, when you have a great product, like what Marvelous Marvin does. Can you make, can you do spices, Marvin, with the microgreens? Or does that not make any sense? It doesn't make sense. It it doesn't. But they're so spicy if they're grown correctly that you don't need to dry them and sprinkle them. It's fresh. It's eye appeal. It's eye candy. It's, um, you know, it's to create an experience. It's not, it's more, I think it's more eye and flavor than it is dried spice and flavor. I I think what we should do. Uh, on camera is uh, let's get John a, a buzz button. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Oh it's yeah. Not a problem. You know that it would be amazing. You know, it's they're so good. <laughs> you want me to go grab one? No. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. I totally do. I absolutely do. Uh, but I don't want. I'm not going to put them out there like okay. that. We'll do it off. We'll do it off. Uh, off camera. Off camera. Right. I'll take pictures. Yes. 100. percent We're going to do it for the. Uh, we're going to do it for like the. Uh, you know, social media. Take teasers. a picture of his forehead sweating, and everybody will. They'll yeah. get it. Hey, listen, John. You can either you can either do the uh, the buzz button or just eat like two or three nine volt batteries. You know what I mean, I'm saying? It's pretty much the same. Just lick it's, one. Yeah. yeah. No, no. You got to eat them. Yeah, eat them. Just eat them. <laughs> I don't suggest y'all do that out there. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> All right, Marvin, you are um, you are fantastic, uh, John. If you me. would uh, if you would play the uh, play the music, Maestro. Yeah, Marvin, we're gonna come back, okay? And we are gonna do like a close up exclusive of those rooms. All right, because. I don't know that we got the footage that's that's necessary. Well, we want to see today's harvest too. Yeah, I, I do. I want to see the harvest. I want to see the rooms. At the at, at the end of all of this, you have a beautiful place. So so happy for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and I appreciate you having us out, Jeff. I mean, take us out, baby. What it's, do you say? It's always stunning to come out here, and especially on a day like today. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I just I want to do pop ups here and have like barbecues and dinners out I'm here. Ready. Just I'm ready. I'm ready. Amazing. Um, uh, yeah. Look forward to uh, walk and talk chef alumni. We're doing it. We're awesome. gonna be. We're doing it. It's already in the cards. Awesome. All right. So sign me up. Everybody out there, stay tuned for the walk and talk uh, chef 
alumni pop-up dinners. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it would be. Definitely. 100%. Yeah, right? I mean... I'll bring the bourbon. And Byron, I'm looking at you <laughs> in the green room there. You're in on this. Don't think, yeah, don't just okay. think you're going to go start, you know, growing mushrooms and never get in the kitchen again. All right, we are out. That was fun. <laughs> I hope I didn't embarrass anyone. No. I don't think so. I got to bring a monitor. How, do, how does the record stop? You hit the stop. <laughs> I get it. Let me tell you about my friends over at Citrus America and their amazing juicing equipment. They're revolutionizing the way you enjoy freshly squeezed juice. They're at the best hotels, restaurants, and markets. Their mission is simple. Develop a unique consumer experience with on-premise juicing. Deliver healthy taste options to clientele and juice more faster. It's that easy. Citrus America supplies the highest quality juicing equipment and solutions in the industry. So whether you're a small business owner or a large corporation, Citrus America has the right juicing equipment for you. Find out more at citrusamerica.com.